You're listening to the Quince podcast. In 1920 when the British were still in power, they introduced a law named the Identification of Prisoners Act. This allowed the police to take and store footprints and fingerprints of convicts. 102 years later, this bill has not only been revived in a new avatar, but its powers and scope has been expanded to questionable extents. On 28th March, the Centre introduced the Criminal Procedure Identification Bill 2022, which proposes to allow the police and prison authorities to collect, store, and analyze physical and biological samples, including retina and iris scans. But this is not only limited to convicts, but also to those that the police consider suspects of a crime. More so, the law allows for the personal and biological data once collected to be stored for the extent of 75 years. The bill met with fierce criticism from the opposition including the Congress and the TMC which called it draconian and quote unquote a direct violation of the fundamental rights of an individual. And in the absence of a data protection framework in India, the proposed bill also raises questions on how it will impact the fundamental rights like privacy and self-incrimination. But what does this bill exactly propose? Why are members of the opposition against it? And how will it affect the ordinary citizen? In today's episode we break down this new bill with the help of Apar Gupta the executive director at the Internet Freedom Foundation. Get tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Emmat. The new proposed bill was introduced in Lok Sabha by Minister of State for Home Affairs Ajay Mishra. who explained the need for such a law he said and i quote the current identification of prisoners act was formed in 1920 it has been 102 years now the act provided for the collection of only fingerprints and footprints the world has undergone technological and scientific changes crime and its trend have increased that is why we have brought the criminal procedure identification bill 2022 the bill will not only help our investigation agencies but also increase prosecution end quote Now under the 1920 law as Mr Mishra said the police were limited to only taking finger impressions and footprint impressions of a limited category of convicted and non-convicted persons and photographs on the order of a magistrate the last part of the earlier sentence on the order of a magistrate is important to note because under the new bill the police will now have the authority to take biological data of all convicts and other detained persons to preserve records for the purpose of their identification Apar Gupta the executive director of the Internet Freedom Foundation questions the center's justification for this bill and says that it is a stretch to put a lot of hope into one law to improve the detection and prosecution standards of the entire country so um, in terms of the statement of objects and reasons uh, the principal purpose behind this law is to modernize um, the uh, the law around identification of prisoners and that's what stated it is also stated that uh, and i'm quoting it is therefore essential to make provisions for modern techniques to capture and record appropriate body measurements in place of existing limited measurements further mm-hmm. it states uh, uh, that uh, it is considered necessary to expand the ambit of persons whose measurements can be taken as this will help the investigating agencies to gather sufficient legally admissible evidence and establish the crime of the accused person now uh, in the parliamentary debate when it was being introduced by uh, the minister for state for home affairs mr taini he stated it will also result in an improvement in the conviction statistics all across india so mm-hmm. i think there is uh, too much of hope which is being put 
on this bill and the ability to gather personal data as a method of mass surveillance maybe in order to improve uh, uh, crime prevention detection conviction uh, because there is no data which has been brought to this debate by the union government in favor of such a proposal and the reason i'm saying this is that the national crime records bureau which will be databasing this entire um, uh, data which is gathered mm-hmm. under this legislative proposal itself has crime statistics and very detailed ones which are put out in the crime in india report so there is no clear indication even in terms of type of crime which types of crime would be helpful what are the pending lacuna so you would expect any kind of reasoning to be accompanied by um, uh, like you know um, some form of evidence which is mm. right now not being furnished by the union government this mm. also speaks to uh, the absence of any pre legislative consultation carried out on this where experts could possibly um, uh, comment on it and in fact you know they would support a certain degree of modernization while protecting a person's privacy as well as having uh, more established safeguards let's dig in a bit more on what this bill exactly proposes now as per the bill any person convicted arrested or held under any preventive detention law will be required to provide quote unquote measurements to a police officer or a prison official so what are these quote unquote measurements exactly section 21b of this bill defines measurements to include finger impressions palm print impressions footprint impressions photographs iris and retina scans physical and biological samples and the analysis behavioral attributes including signatures and handwriting or any other examination referred to in section 53 or section 53a of the code of criminal procedure crpc 1973 section 53 of the crpc relates to the medical examination of a person arrested and compared to the 1920 law which was restricted to just convicts this new bill expands the definition of individuals this law will apply to this under the new bill is divided into three categories first are quote unquote those convicted of an offence punishable under any law for the time being in force second are those ordered to give security for good behavior or maintaining peace under section 117 of the crpc for a proceeding under section 107 108 109 or 110 of the code Now this part is problematic because it is essentially casting a wide net on a range of people even those who have not committed a crime but are simply quote unquote suspected of committing one or likely to commit one third and final are quote unquote those individuals who are arrested in connection with any offence punishable under any law or detained under any preventive detention law but the big question that you may be thinking is that can you refuse to give your data Now for this the bill states that except for those accused of offences committed against a woman or a child or for any offence punishable with imprisonment for a period that is not less than 7 years the individual accused of any other offence can refuse to allow the taking of his or her biological samples under this bill but according to apar gupta this is a bit problematic a person can refuse but the ability to do so is contingent on a police officer providing them with this option He adds that even for petty offences like not wearing a mask in public spaces or even jumping a traffic light, police officers can now take your personal and biological data. Uh, so the Criminal Procedure Identification Bill 2022 was introduced in Lok Sabha on March 28, 2022, and it saw vociferous opposition uh, from uh, members of Parliament on the introduction itself, leading to a division of votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, bill on its face seeks to replace the identification of prisoners bill 1920, and there have been Supreme Court judgments as well as the Law Commission report, which does have 
recommendations for the existing law, which is the mm-hmm. Identification of Business Act, to be updated because there have been advances in science and technology, essentially relating to how measurements of prisoners and under trials can be taken. Mm-hmm. So essentially, on its face, the Criminal Procedure Identification Bill seeks to do that. It seeks to expand the ambit of what are the measurement details, yeah. uh, such as the um, height, the chest, uh, 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 breadth, the foot size, but also the biological attributes of a person, such as the IRS and retina scan. However, what's much more concerning is it goes beyond measurement um, in, in data gathering to also include analysis mm. uh, about biological samples and behavioral attributes. Uh, so this would in itself increase the amount of data points the government would be collecting about what would potentially be a uh, criminal. And mm-hmm. this brings me to the second area of expansion from the identification of prisoners Act 1920, where the surveillance concerns um, are with respect to from whom this information is then gathered. And mm-hmm. here the pre-existing law was with respect to people who are convicted of offenses for more than one year. Uh, punishment and people who were released on surety and bond, basically people who are awaiting trial, under trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, the present law uh, inserts clause C, uh, which also uh, provides for measurements to be taken from any person who's arrested for any offense, uh, along with any person who's detained under any preventive detention law. Mm-hmm. And uh, the provisor to it is a big muddy. But according to my reading, what it says is that a person can refuse, but their ability to refuse is contingent on a police officer providing them the ability to refuse. So the police officer is basically the decision maker. They hold the discretion if a person is arrested, whether Mm -hmm. they need to provide their measurements or they do not need to provide the measurements. And if they do give this option to a person, it's only then a person can refuse. What does this mean? I think this means that even for petty offenses for which Punishments may be for three months, like not wearing a mask, loitering mm-hmm. in a public park after uh, closing time, or um, a, a petty offense such as jumping a red light. Okay, mm-hmm. the offenses under laws by itself, um, police officers can now take these measurements. The third and the most concerning issue is the databasing, which happens with this data. Mm-hmm. So, first, data is being gathered, okay, beyond measurement, like analysis, behavioral attributes. Secondly, it's being gathered from a wider category of people, not just what you conventionally think about as a criminal. And third, then, it inputs into a database, which is centralized and run by the National Crime Records Bureau, which mm-hmm. also runs some other databases like the CCTNS, the Criminal Crime Tracking Network. And it's been tasked with maintaining this data, collecting this data from all the state governments, but also using that data to prevent uh, future offenses or crimes, which may lead to different forms of predictive policing coming in. Mm. So, more or less, there's a tremendous expansion in surveillance powers under this legislative proposal. So, what happens if your biological data is collected? Where is it stored? And if you have been discharged or acquitted from a crime, can you retrieve that data? Now, for this, the bill states that the National Crime Records Bureau, the NCRB, will be entrusted with the biological data collected in the quote-unquote interest of prevention, detection, investigation and prosecution of any offence under any law for the time being in force. However, it fails to provide any information on the modalities of this collection, storage and the use of this data. 
What it does state, however, is that the record of measurements shall be retained in digital or electronic form for a period of 75 years from the date of collection. Apar Gupta adds that even though the bill does state that the data will be destroyed, it will need to be enforced by the individual themselves. He adds that given the lack of data protection bill in India, it will make the destruction of data more complicated. Yeah. So the uh, proposal provides, as has been there in the Identification of Prisoners Act 1920, mm. that on acquittal, um, that the details which are gathered, the measurements which are gathered, need to be uh, destroyed unless, of course, the court directs otherwise. So by mm. default, if a person is acquitted of a crime, their measurements will need to be uh, deleted. However, mm. this is a bit contentious in my view. Because the deletion will not happen automatically, right? Mm. Uh, it needs to be enforced quite often and will be there at least at two, um, at two levels of data storage. Firstly, with the state government and the police department which is prosecuting and accused and secondly, with the National Crime Reports Bureau, which is holding a data mm. And it becomes important to consider that India does not have a data protection law, so you don't have authority to go and complain. So details are still maintained there, and there's no ability for you to check as well. Mm. And the National Court Bureau, uh, if you look at the proposed bill, also is permitted to share that data with any law enforcement agency. So what happens if a copy of that data is already uh, shared with others as well? Mm. So it's all of these aspects essentially point to the lacuna which is there in our Indian law where we don't have a data protection authority, we don't have an independent um, uh, regulatory body which can enforce mm-hmm. compliance and provide remedy to people. As I mentioned earlier, this bill met with a lot of criticism from the opposition when it was introduced and created a ruckus in the Lok Sabha. Congress MP Manish Tiwari said that this bill is in derogation of Article 20, Clause 3 and Article 21 of the Constitution and that it is beyond the legislative competence of the House. TMC MP Sugata Roy also opposed the bill, saying that, quote-unquote, this law which allows for narco-analysis, which allows for taking biological specimens and taking scans of iris, violates basic human rights and is against the principles of the Constitution. Apar Gupta says that with respect to proportionality and safeguards of the collection of data, this bill may face the requirements detailed in the landmark Supreme Court ruling in the Puttaswamy vs. Union Finda case. So, um, in a way, uh, the first thing which we need to remember is mm. that there are certain legal standards which are there to protect the right to privacy. And uh, these are articulated by the Supreme Court of India in the justice case, Swami judgment, mm. as uh, firstly, a law being there when a person's privacy is being infringed by the government. And that law needs to be tied to a necessary state purpose and also be proportional to what it intends to achieve. So uh, if one looks at the Swami judgment, one can clearly state that uh, firstly, you know, the gathering of such vast amounts of data is it really necessary from people who may be arrested for any category of crimes which may not be serious crimes by itself is it vesting too much discretion in police officers to collect such data without any kind of uh, judicial warrant uh, mm. accompanied by it? so i would say precisely with respect to proportionality as well as with respect to safeguards uh, it will, it may, um, upon judicial examination, fail the touchstones of the requirements under the justice case Swami judgment, thereby be violative of the fundamental right to privacy. For more updates and analysis of this new bill, head over to the Quinn's website. And if you're not already, subscribe to the Big Story podcast. 
If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 